0: Welcome to the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. This podcast is about all things outdoor photography, including landscapes, wildlife, macro, and more. The show features two talented photographers, Henry Doyle and Ryan Taylor, who bring their different experiences in photography to the podcast. The show is released weekly, every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. In today's episode, Henry Ryan talked to Kelly Angerson, a sand and seascape abstract photographer. Her work has been published in magazines worldwide, and exhibited in multiple venues around Ohio and beyond. We delve into many topics, like what draws her the photograph of the beaches and lakes that she travels to, and her many ambitious and creative projects she uses to exhibit her work. Kelly is an exciting and passionate free spirit, so we hope you really enjoy her stories about her photographic work here.
1: Welcome back to episode forty-two of the All Outdoors Photography Podcast, um, and today we've got yet another guest on.
0: Yes, we do. We have Kelly Ingerson on the show. Uh, welcome, Kelly. Um, just tell us about what you do, uh, photography-wise, and who you are. Hi, Ryan.
2: Hi, Henry. Uh, yes, my name is Kelly Ingerson. Um, I am a abstract sand photographer, and um, basically, um, I. Walk the beaches, um, whatever coastline I can find, um, and the the beaches are basically like my canvas. It's never ending and always changing. Um, basically, the ocean and the ocean waves and the sand, it's they dance together. Um, whether it's a storm or it's just a calm day, um, they create all these really beautiful patterns in the sand, and so I capture them with my lens, with my camera, and it's it's my visual of what I see um, in the sand and so once I've captured them I uh, put them in a computer in my computer and I do some a little bit of editing nothing very much and just basically enhance the colors that are in there and I print all of my work on metal and um, it's really beautiful and, and every picture has a different visual so it, the wonderful part about the sand is that you can look into it and you can see what you see and not necessarily what I see so so there's all kinds of like really cool um images and stuff that when people stand there and look at them they kind of go wow you know I see I see faces or I see you know like oh that looks like you know, maybe that's a waterfall or, you know, whatever. And I see something completely different. That's not what I actually took a photograph of. And so, so that to me is really great because, um, I love the fact that, um, that people find their own, um, vision in all of the pictures. So, so yeah. yeah
1: that's, that's great.
0: Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I've always liked your work. Um, Simply because it's like it's something different. I don't know. It's really refreshing. Um, I've never met someone that really like focuses solely on beaches and sand like that too.
2: Yeah, I've actually done some um, lake sand as well, and it's, okay. that is actually a little bit different. But it's more of like just real patterns, uh, whereas the sand and the ocean um, can actually create like visual images. Um, So I have a collection of trees that uh, you really, when you look at it, you can see it's actually a tree. Um, And then I have um, some that, like, is visual. You can see the footprints in it, but there's faces also inside of it. Um, The more you look at them, the more it tells a story and the more it gives you more images.
1: And, you know, if you let your imagination
2: run wild, you can like see all kinds
1: of things in that yeah it, it, that's that's great that you've kind of focused down on such a small area because i mean i, I i'm guessing that like sand photography like there's got to be infinite combinations really because you know the water changes it and wind and just you always have something new to shoot
2: oh absolutely because once the ocean wave comes in onto the beach um you know it creates a picture or an image or a you know design whether it swirls and lines or whatever uh, the wave will rush back out to sea when it comes back in it'll it'll erase that image and like you can never capture the same image ever again Um, so it's very unique in that manner because you know even if somebody else came and took photographs of the sand like I do, none of us would ever have anything the same. So so it's like I said, it's it's always, always changing. And, you know, the bigger the storms, the better the 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 patterns and stuff because you know it's the ocean is actually pretty angry. You know, by the time you know that wave crashes onto the sand, you know, it sends all those sand grains, you know, in so many different directions that, um, you know, when the ocean wave drags back out to sea, it you know the sand all rushes back together and it creates you know some really fun pictures so
0: yeah i was just thinking the other day about like how photography itself is very like ephemeral and it's just everything's always changing but yeah this is like i think like one of the perfect you know situations where it really is always changing and yeah like you said you can't just replicate the same photo twice too
2: yeah, so you could go take a sunset picture over a landscape. Now, it would be different each time you took it, but it's still basically the same. Whereas the sand is never the same because it's never the grains of sand are never in the same um, order, and so you'll never have that same to look at so and it changes with the seasons too you know with the different tides and you know hurricanes that come through are pretty fun to go chase because they lead some really awesome sand patterns um or nor'easters that go up the east coast um you know you've got some pretty good storms that come through the gulf of mexico um and you know and obviously the west coast of america they also have you know the pacific they have some pretty pretty cool storms that come through there. And their sand's a little different to the East Coast and the Gulf is a little different. Um, And some places have really cool coloured sand. So when there is a pattern, um, it actually, you know, can really pull out some really cool images. I took took a photograph of some sand in Daytona Beach and they have some red sand. And um, it actually looked like, uh, Freddy Krueger, you know, the movie, that horror movie, Elm Street or whatever it is? Um, it
1: looked,
2: yeah, so It looked like Freddy Krueger had walked along the sand and just took his knives and, like, scraped through this red sand and it exposed all this white sand underneath it. And it's just, like, this huge, like, you would just, like, take your hand and just run it right through this sand and do a big arch. And, um, so yeah, so that one's really quite amazing. Um, so you know, wow, you know, it did that sand, was that sand really there? And yeah, you know, that really is red sand in Daytona beach. So, so yeah, so the more colors, the more distinct you can see different like images, like whether it's, um, you know, lots of circles or lots of lines or, I have some pictures that look like it's actually an ocean wave, but it's actually just sand. Um, I have uh, so many different ones. Um, Some have really cool colours that you can really enhance and it'll it'll bring out some fun colours. Others are just black and white. Um, Really, They're all individual and they're all really fun to look at, I think.
0: So I, how often would you say when you're out in the field, do you like, like you don't set out to make a Freddy Krueger image, right? Like, do you, do you just find these like like subject matter in the sand, like by accident? Or do you actually like set out to like find certain patterns and um, just unique shapes, I guess? Uh,
2: no, I don't actually set out to find anything in particular. Um, and so it, sometimes it's kind of like, like three or four days on the beach and find nothing that's really worth photographing. And other times it's just like, wow, they're everywhere. Um, But no, it's more of like just looking for something that's a little unique and kind of fun to look at. Um, I had, I walked um, the beach in um, Buckrow, which is in Hampton, Virginia. And I spent three days down there and never found anything. And then on the last day of the last hour before I had to leave, I found uh, a pattern in the sand that actually looks like a tornado, like the, the tornado had picked up all the sand and it was spinning. So it was really fun. So, yeah, never really go looking for anything. It's just more of just, like, finding walking and looking and all that kind of stuff just to see what's actually there.
1: And you said that's fairly rare rare to find, like, a subject that instantly, like, stands out to you?
2: Yeah, it's, some of them are really, you know, you can really see it. You're like, oh, wow, look at that. And then there's other ones that are very subtle. Um, unless you're looking for them, you wouldn't see them. Um, I have uh, a picture which I call um what's it's uh, what's his name um poseidon um and he is it's like part of the torso is coming out, out of the sand and he has stretched his arms out and he's created the ocean so poseidon is a greek god um and i love it because it's really when i enhanced the colors in it it brought the whole body to life and you can really see all the details in there, that it's really, looks like a man's torso coming out of the sand and to create the ocean, which was, which is blue. And so it's a real, that's a really fun one. Um, But if you look at the actual raw photograph that I took, it would be very difficult for people to see it because it's not, it, it wasn't like, you know, sticking out, like you could really see it, so. So sometimes it's hard to find things like that. But that's half the fun, is you know, you wander the beaches and plus it's, you know, it's beautiful. The beaches are awesome. Um, and it's, you know, I mean, it's it has its own energy and stuff. And so when I walk the beaches to find them, you know, that's half of the treasure hunt, is to find something really, really cool. Um, and then when if you don't find anything, it's still, you know um that's like my office you know i have a canvas that never ends and and always changes so you just never know the next day may be better
1: so are you kind of always at that water line like where the sand changes really fast or are you like further back some of the more sedentary sand
2: um both actually um because not everything is happening at the water's edge there is you know, stuff that, you know, the tide has gone out and it's, you know, left these really cool patterns up on the sand where it started to dry out. Um, and then that creates its own own different kind of textures and colors and stuff as well, because it's not saturated in water. So sometimes it'll be a darker gray, um, a whiter white, um, and, you know, maybe some blacks and browns and, and stuff in there as well, where you wouldn't have seen it so much if it was wet. So so I do both and, you know, and it's funny because people will watch me and they pro- they're probably thinking, she's like seriously a crazy lady. What on earth is she photographing? Because, you know, I'm just walking along and all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, look at that, you know, and I take pictures from all different angles and they're probably thinking, oh, my God, what is wrong with her? Um, and they do look at you weird when you walk by them. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's like I go up the beach and I walk along for a bit and I come back to the water's edge and then, and then I always backtrack anyway. So, and sometimes you can like get a really cool picture of the sand and there's a seashell in it. Um, and it, all it does is just really enhance the, these beautiful patterns in, in the sand. And then the seashell sometimes has the same lines or the same and it like really gives it like this really unique look.
0: That's neat. Cause like the seashell provides like a visual anchor in the photo too. Like if you don't want it to just be like, like a fully abstract image, like you can use that to like offset it too.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so I have a couple that are like that, that, ha- um, I have what looks like uh, a picture of trees, like three or four trees in this picture and right in the center of one of the trees is a heart shaped seashell. Um, and it's very tiny, but it's there, and it kind of just gives you that um, grounding that it's—it's it's not actually a tree. So, um, but it, it really enhances it, that photograph. This shows that there's different things in that, and some of the some of the pictures that I've taken that actually look like something actually has a, a small footprint in it, um, which also gives it a little bit of character because it goes, oh, you know, yeah, okay, it really is believable that this is you know beach sand because there's a footprint in it um and it might be in the corner or or something like that so um, i think it's a lot of um it's really more about what your imagination is and i think because you know i see i see all these patterns and i see all these different things in them it's my imagination going. oh wow look at that and then sometimes I put them in my computer and I look at them and I go what well, on earth was I taking a picture of <laughs> so you know um so, it's, so sometimes it's, it's you think you've had a great day and you look at it and you go oh that really wasn't good at all <laughs> like, none of these are really worthy of anything but we well, go back tomorrow you know
1: I mean I think I think part of that too is like the the problem of eyes versus camera because cameras can't even begin to capture the amount of like tones we can see with our eyes. You know? Yeah, I,
2: I believe that too. And, um, you know, and like I said, sometimes your imagination is seeing something that maybe really isn't quite there. Like you can kind of see it and you go, oh, this is really good. And you, you know, take it from different angles or whatever. And then when you actually get it back and you. You know, you do some um, stuff in Photoshop or, you know, just to enhance some of the colors to bring some of those grains. Because of the light, the way the light hits the grain, it creates a color because, you know, each surface of the grain of sand is is different to to, to all the others. And so with the way the light hits it, sometimes it kind of gives like that diamond effect. So if you look at a diamond in a certain way, it will create different colors and sand, does a lot of that as well so when you enhance all those colors it brings brings the actual image to life and sometimes there's things that you don't actually see when you're taking the photograph and when you when you do that and you kind of look and you go oh that's completely different to what i thought i was actually taking a photograph of this but this is even cooler so um so yeah so it's like a process of you know going and finding these things and and then looking at them and going okay yeah that's really good and that that's you know people are going to find so many different things in there that they could imagine you know what it is and sometimes you can just stand there and just kind of get lost in all those circles and swirls and lines and stuff because then you just kind of keep looking at it and um you know it's kind of like those psychedelic patterns and stuff you see sometimes some of these are like that as well so so i think they're kind of fun
0: is there like a certain time of day, would you say, or like with the tides, do you go out like during sunrise, sunset or midday or all of it that you like prefer?
2: Um, I prefer sunrise because no one's been on the sand. Um, and as soon as it becomes light, you know, people are out jogging, they've got their dogs, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they step in the patterns. Because I mean they don't see them or you know, it's not anything that they care about. But you know, it's for me, it's like I want to get there before anyone else is there so I can like really find all of the cool stuff before somebody puts their footprint right in the center. Um so so at sunset, um, there's been so much foot traffic across the beach that it's a lot of times there's really not anything there. Um but if there's been a storm during the day, then definitely go in the evening because Um, there's definitely going to be something maybe worth taking pictures of, maybe not, you know, but, um, and then when the tide changes, if there's not a lot of people, especially in the winter time. So I don't go to the beaches in the summer at all. It's, it's crazy. You cannot get to the beach without 500 people being there. So it's a waste of time for me. Um, so I go in the spring, in the fall, and in the winter. The winter is the best time to go and get um, get the sand pitches because the beaches are pretty empty. Um, and, the, and the oceans are a, a little more angrier.
0: <laughs> I like how you give the expressions too. Yeah, the oceans and everything. That's great right <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> but it makes sense though that, that's why it's you know it's amusing but it's like it is true though
2: <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah. so and then you see really cool stuff when, you, when you're on the beach as well so just, even though I'm you know scouring the beaches for these really cool pictures um you know you see dolphins you see you know different pelicans and bird life and you know the um, all kinds of things are washed up on the, on the beach too. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of different driftwood, and, you know, sometimes you find, like, I mean, I've found tires, like where did the tire come from? I mean, it's just this big tire. It's just like half buried in the sand. You go, where's the rest of the car? Um, you know, is it still out to the sea? Or is this just, you know, like a small portion of it? Um, so there's a really fun, there's a lot of fun stuff to find, you know, that I've, photograph as well along the way um but something else that I do um every time I go to the beach is I take a um a rubbish bag with me and pick up as much rubbish as I can off the beach just to help keep it clean um and I I really wish that everyone who goes to the beach as much as they go there and they love it that they would pick up as well and we could keep it a lot cleaner especially for you know all the sea life and stuff
0: that's, that's awesome
2: yeah yeah actually it would have been funny like somebody should have been photographing me trying to dig that tire out and take it off
0: <laughs> <laughs> roll it straight off the beach yeah <laughs>
2: yeah and I actually put it in a in a trash can it was so funny um because the big dumpster thing you couldn't open it so I'm like oh there's gotta be a trash can around mm-hmm. here somewhere and so i'm carrying this big tire and i've just like stopped it in this this uh trash can so that it was off the beach but yeah i'm sure people would have thought what on earth is she doing?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's for the greater good you probably
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean it's for the greater good but yeah, yeah.
1: It was, it that's was, i mean that's I, a huge problem on beaches like that's one of the places you see more trash than anywhere else. honestly. like it's it's bad.
2: Yeah, and it's like people's people's shoes and you know goggles or, um, you know just their their, as Americans call it, trash, you know from from their lunches or you know whatever, and they just leave it there. Um, and it's just so um, it's disappointing because you know you just you create do you do that at home i always want to know do you do that do you just drop the your your trash on the floor in your house and just walk away from it think <laughs> someone else is going to pick it up i'm really i just really don't quite yeah. understand it, you know but um but yeah i think there is there's there are people out there that are doing it and i support um for ocean um the the company that makes all those little bracelets you know you buy the bracelet i think it's 20 dollars, and they take a um a pound of trash out of the ocean i think that's what it is um so yeah. i buy one of those every year um just to help with that and and stuff so because if it's got all trash all over the beach i can't find any any really cool pictures either yeah
0: uh, yeah, yeah. I know we talked about the show on another episode about like the social responsibility of photographers outdoor ones at that to you know like pick up after trash like you were saying but you would consider yourself probably more like a fine art photographer than like a conservation photographer right
2: yeah um yeah i would say so yeah
0: yeah i mean i have
2: dabbled i have dabbled in some other photography i've done some landscape photography um, and I think you remember this conversation, right? Remember when I did that show, um, at Front Street, um, in the CD hall, uh, I did that solo show and I had the, the lighthouse picture. Um, and Henry loved this because like, I have, I actually have never had any formal training, um, to in photography or anything like that. I just kind of do it. And, um, so Ryan and I were talking about like the third thing. And it was like, I don't know how to do that. And he goes, Well, I think he did. He says, This is perfect. This is third. So I'm like, really? He goes, Yeah, that's and I'm going, oh, okay. So I'm okay. I did it, you know. Um, <laughs> no doubt about it. So right? So so it's for me the landscape photography and stuff is really it's more of something fun for me to go do, see if I can actually do it. And as Ryan said, I did it. So that was really cool. But it's it's fun to go and um, kind of mix up your photography as well. Um, yeah. Because the more you use your camera, the more you, more different things you do. Um, and you don't have to sell that on the same platform as what you are. But um, if you can do some additional, or you go and try and practice and, and do, the more you learn about your camera, the more you learn about how light and, um, affects all of your photographs and stuff. And it affects my, my sand pictures no different if you were taking a landscape because, like I said, all those different grains of sand have different uh, surfaces. So whatever light, natural light that I have that's coming down onto the beach, it will create a different visual of those sand granules to create a different picture or it'll wash it out especially once the sun has actually risen up over you know it's fairly high in the sky now you've just got this really bright light looking at your sand and then it kind of washes it out a bit so so light's a really big thing so I kind of like dabble in some of the landscaping and um animal pictures and stuff like that just to try and see how my uh, how I'm really learning with, with all the different light and, and stuff like that. But I only like natural light. I'm really not a indoor photographer at all. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think any of us are right, Henry. Like I don't no. think you really dabble in that either. Yeah. In the very
1: beginning maybe, but you know, I love being outside is the main reason I do it. Not really to take photos. So yeah that that's second <laughs> for me. Yeah, oh definitely. really? To be outside
2: is like your big thing?
1: Yeah, as a, as I've gotten further and further, I I find that I enjoy that more. Of course, I love photography, but I don't. If I'm out there and have a good time, I don't really care what images I get, really.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and then being being outside. I mean, I grew up in um in South Australia um on a big uh, farm, and you know, so being outside, it was you know, we didn't have. TV. i mean i think we had one that had three channels and i think they're all news channels so it was like you know you left in the morning and you came back at night you know um so it was always outside doing something so
1: yeah um but yeah so, so i love that yeah, sorry um i just kind of want to roll it back a bit we never talked about kind of like how you got into the sand photography in the first place you kind of want to go into that or how you even got into photography yeah. in general and stuff?
2: Um, So I've been taking photographs for, since I was a kid. and um, never really figured that it was anything that was, you know, worthy of obviously, you know, being an artist out of it um, until about five years ago. Um, and the picture that I was explaining to you about, that looks like Freddy Krueger, like through, drew his nail, knives all through the sand. In that red sand in Daytona Beach um, I had showed a friend of mine um, her mom is an artist she's a painter and she's absolutely incredible painter she does a lot of abstract paintings and stuff and she had seen I had showed her some of my sandwiches that I had taken when I was in Daytona and she's like oh my gosh because they're really cool She's, like, I love the way that you know you've taken these you know and all that stuff. And she said, you should sell those. I'm like, why? And she said, because they're really good. I was like, okay. Um, and so then I got involved um, in 2018. So that was in 2016. And then I kind of dabbled for a little while. And then in 2018, I got involved with um, um, an art show called An Occasion for the Arts. And that's in Williamsburg, Virginia. And one of the coordinators, Leo, had said to me that, you know, this artwork of yours is just absolutely beautiful. And he said I would I would print that on metal, and he said, because I think it would really enhance it and give it great colours. And so he kind of encouraged me to do that. So it's, it was a lot of fun that he did because then I entered some, some of my other scene into um a couple of exhibitions in Williamsburg and was they were juried and I was accepted in and people really talked about it and they'll and so it kind of gave me all this confidence that oh maybe there really is something here um and then I moved to Ohio um due to family reasons and you know I was trying to figure out you know what I'm going to do but I met um Samantha Mang at um front street and she was doing her first curating show and so i entered that and i was in in that at the orphanage and it just kind of snowballed from there then i went into the artery which is where ryan is at as well and you know i've done i don't know how many shows now um in the last two years i think i've done seven or eight shows and i did that big solo show two of them this year the one that was in in Troy and then the one that was in Dayton and um, it's just really kind of taken off and people just really connect with the, the, the images and stuff because they I think it's because they can really create their own picture out of it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing I've identified most with your work is that like you've shown me things like when we're both standing looking at it things I would never see otherwise, but you pointed it out. And then like, I would mention things that you wouldn't see. And it's, I mean, that's the beauty of abstract photography really is, you know, everyone can look at it differently and see something unique there.
2: Yeah. And that, and and I think that's why uh, people really like it is because there is so much, um, there's so much inside of the picture that, you know, and, and different Galleries and different venues and stuff, they want you to name your your photography. But if you put a name on it, now you've boxed everyone in. And they go, oh, okay, so it's a tree. All right. And then they move on. So there's no imagination required because the name is already told them in their brain. That's what it is. Um, so if, if it's untitled, and a lot of places don't like to un- leave them untitled, but they... Um, if you leave it untitled, then you can have that um, different imagination. You can see your own pictures. Um, there is a picture that I have that was um, published in Florida. There's an art gallery called Art Blend, um, and they publish every year a, a art book. And so one of my sand pictures is in that for this year. And um, they wanted a, a name for it, and I. I told them I really didn't want to name it. And they said, well, we really don't want it to say untitled. And so I did some research and stuff. And I found a word that's an old middle ages word for sand. Um, and it's called sand, "sant" S-A-N-T. Um, and so I called it that because it's sand. It really actually just means sand. So that kind of came, that was really cool. But that picture has... I think there's been 10 different images that people have seen in that picture alone. So it's just whatever they see in it. And that's, I think it's pretty cool. I have a there's actually, I look at that picture and see the dark side because there really is quite a dark side of it. But most people see all the light side of it, which is kind of cool.
0: (laughs) That's awesome, yeah. Uh, So you mentioned Front Street a few times, so um, yeah, I guess tell us more about like what that is exactly and, uh, yeah, all that.
2: So Front Street is an artist artesian um, district in downtown Dayton. It's off of Third Street. It's obviously, it's on Front Street. Um, But it's um, it's a a huge group of artists that um, come together and um, it's a huge community. And, you know, everyone there like lifts everyone up, you know, everyone wants everyone to do well, because if everyone does well, we all do well. Um, I have some really great friends there at Front Street. They do amazing work there to bring people in on first Fridays of each month. And then I think they still do um, second look Saturdays after the first Friday and then on the third Sunday of the month. All of the studios are open. Um, they have vendors and food trucks and they have live bands. And it's just a really fun time. And, you know, people can come, you know, the pub is open to the public. They can all come in and see like everybody's artwork. A lot of people sell a lot of their artwork through those, those events. Um, and then there's a lot of exhibitions, like I was telling in my solo show that I did, um, was in the city hall and so every month or six weeks they change that out and it's a completely different exhibit um they're getting ready to do a new one I think it's called um life in the city um and so that one is coming up which I think I think it's in August so that's really fun um and it's just a it's just an amazing place you feel comfortable there. I mean, everyone's got a story. Everyone's got something different, how they got into being, being an artist and you have all kinds of people, whether they are painters, photographers, um, printmakers, to ceramics, to, you know, all kinds of stuff. And there's a ton of characters there. So Henry, if you ever get back into Ohio, you need to go there sometime and actually uh, experience that, um, environment. It's really, it really is a- an awesome place. It really is. And I feel very honored uh, and very humbled that I get to, to hang my artwork
1: in among all the talented artists that are there. So are you, are you pretty much uh, fully print focused? Like would you say like you kind of shoot for the intention of printing? Yes. Yes.
2: Uh, now I do. Uh, when I first started, I just, Took the pictures to think. Oh wow, that's really cool. <laughs> um, now I shoot to to
1: print so that I can sell them. Awesome. And are, are you a full time photographer or is it kind of a side hustle? Or?
2: Well, at the moment, it's um, it's not quite full time, but it's not really a side hustle. It's still it's um, it's making money um, and. Um, but I still have to work a full-time job. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of have two full-time jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: great, yeah. So, yeah, tell us more about, um, because I met you here at uh, Front Street about a year ago, I think I've known you now, Kelly. And um, I know you did your solo exhibit at the uh, Troy Sunshade building. So, um, yeah, tell us more about that, because that's a really cool opportunity.
2: The the gallery I had in Troy?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
2: so um, the Sunshade Building is an old building in Troy, Ohio that uh, has quite its own little history. Um, it used to be the building where the train would come and it would come alongside of that building, and they made all of the sunshades that went on those old cars, like the, the you know, like the T-models and whatever, and they had that little shape. Think cloth thing on there and the train would would, with all of these little cars on it would pull up alongside this building and they would go out there and they would put these shades on these cars and then the train would go to the next carriage and so it was kind of fun to, to learn some of that stuff but now it's been turned into more of a it's an art gallery and it's off of the square from in Troy so it's a little bit out of the way but um it's a really cool little place. And so I got a studio space there and I did an um, opening. Um, I think, help me out, Ryan, I kind of forget what day, what month that was. It was like January or February of this year.
0: It was March, I believe.
2: Oh, well, it was March. Okay, see, I told you. I didn't need help with that <laughs> one. <laughs> so much has <laughs> it happened since then. Like, you know. Um, so... So I did that opening and I did a special project uh, for that studio opening. And Ryan, um, he was my guest artist um, and he brought in some of his artwork as well. Um, but I featured a um, a special project called Seventeen. And Seventeen is actually a barn, um, but it's a different kind of barn. I went out and took... Um, it was over a hundred pictures of different barns in Ohio. And most of them were Southeastern Ohio. And then I chose 17 different barns and they're different colors, uh, different shapes, different, you know, that the roofs had the different little things on the top and whatever, or the, the windows were different, um, it had like a horse, the metal horse that you see on them. Um, one had like a, a really really old combine that would have been horse drawn you know that you plow the the ground with or whatever and there was some flowers one had an American flag painted on the side of it and so I chose these barns specifically to to basically build an actual barn and so I took uh, all 17 pictures had them printed um that were 48 by 60 And then I had them sliced into 17 even parts. And then I mixed them all up and I put 17 strips of each barn. And then on the top layer was a piece of each barn that actually built a barn. And then I put all that together and then I nailed it onto uh, old barn wood.
1: So, wow. How do you even begin to, like, visualize something like that? Like, how did, how did that idea even pop into your head? Like, that's insane.
2: Well, and actually, it's so this is really funny. So I was watching a, a TV show, like, several years ago, and I seen a, a picture on the wall, you know, like you've got your characters and they're doing the whole drama thing, whatever, and there was a picture in the background. I kind of looked at it and I went, oh, that's really groovy. You know, and I've never actually forgotten it. And it wasn't, it wasn't like the way I built it, but it was an image that was like in pieces. And so I was like, wow, that's really cool. I think it was actually like just one picture where they had cut it and made it into this weird thing. And so I thought that would be kind of really fun to do was to build this barn. So, so yeah, so that is, it's, it's, it's quite amazing. It's huge, um, and it it is actually coming back to uh, Wings to Roots, which is um, um, August sixth will be the first Friday in August. Um, it will be back, so I'll be exhibiting that one again on that first Friday.
0: Let me tell you, Henry, it's definitely something you like. You need to see in person, or at least in a photo, because yeah, it's it's a lot to it's a lot of process to making that um and I know you know Kelly you were telling me like months ahead or before it that you were had this idea and I was trying to like visualize it but yeah you really knocked out of the park you know when I finally saw it it's really cool to see that
2: yeah thank you yeah it's I don't think I've seen anything else like it um and, and here's the funny part when I was actually putting it together I had glued all of the seven layers of photo paper photographic paper together, so that I was trying to keep them so that, like when I nailed them. So I had glued them on, I would laid them all flat on the floor. Well, the next day when I came back, all the tops had curled and I went, oh my God. You know, I was freaking out like, oh, this isn't what I was wanting it to do, you know? And then all of a sudden I was like, oh no, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Cause now it looks like it's, you know, it looks like it's old. And so I was like, oh, this is perfect. So, wow. so there was a lot of fun putting that together. Um, some of it was a little stressful. The barn wood itself was quite a scary little story. But, you know, I had searched the planet to find some old barn wood. And I was chased by a dog at one place. And I was, you know, I was, I'm going, I just want some barn wood, you know. And, you know, the barn's falling down. What are you going to do with it, you know? Um, so I did actually find a lady who who let me get some of her barn wood. But that was funny because like it went out to her barn and, and I'm picking out some pieces or whatever. She comes out and she's screaming at me, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm going, I'm just getting the barn wood you said I could get. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she went back in the house and I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you know,
1: what's going on?
2: So I snatched up as much wood as I could and then threw it back in the back of my truck. And I said, thank you. And I left. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I mean, all of my pictures, um, whether it's sand or it's bonds or whatever, um, I always have, there's a story, there's always a backstory to every everything. So.
0: And you're always coming to me with, like, these crazy projects and ideas, and it's, it's just fun to see your, like, your face light up with excitement, and then you, yeah, to actually put them in the executions, just... It's awesome. It's inspirational, I believe.
2: So thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's, you know, I mean, if you don't have passion for what you're doing, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Um, because that's, you know, that's what brings your your artwork alive is that you have that um that passion that drives that, you know, enthusiasm. Um and it makes you happy. I mean, what I do makes my soul happy. You know, yeah. and and that's the most important thing. Um, and I think if you if you if you want to do it full time and and make money from it and everything, you still want to make it so that it's it's fun and um, you know it makes you happy because what I do does not feel like work. It's it's you know coming back to your computer to you know to to upload all your pictures you just took and you know. Um, and then sorting through them. It's still fun sorting through and going, Oh wow, this is, oh, I didn't realise I got that one. That's really fabulous. <laughs> you know. Um, but you know, it is a lot it is a lot of work, like the, the whole process of going to the beach and getting everything and then coming back and then and uploading everything and then sorting which ones you want and getting them printed and then going, Okay, where am I where am I selling them? And yeah, so right. so yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's just like so yeah you, you seem to put just you take the photos solely do we, it again. We, we, we do this
0: <laughs> after you we do this so much it hurts um i know i was just gonna yeah chime in saying like you take the photos for yourself like first and foremost but like if other people appreciate or even buy the work you know that's just the extra i guess cherry on top
2: Yes, I think so too. Um, and I think, um, like, I, like I was saying before, I mean, I do photograph now to sell them. So, but that's still fun. It's still way better to walk down the beach and not find anything than it is to sit in an office and do office work.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I wholeheartedly agree there. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> do you find yourself, um, since you're, you've kind of shifted towards willing to sell your photos, have you found that anything's changed when you're like taking the photo itself? Or do you pretty much have the same process?
2: Um, it's pretty much the same process because you're still searching to find that one um, pattern or design or, or something that like catches your eye. So you're still looking for something that is, you know, it's different, it's unique and it's, and when you, when you find it, you're like, yes, there it is. And so you go over and you take the pictures and you're still taking the pictures the same way, but you just know, okay, I need to take more of that same image so that you get the perfect one because you need to sell that one. Um, so, so when I go out and actually photograph the sand, I probably take anywhere from seven, 800
0: to 1,500 pictures. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. How long does you take, really, take you yeah. to look through those?
2: That's what I said. It takes a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of work.
0: <laughs> as long as <laughs> you enjoy it like you really, said.
2: <laughs> by taking so many of the same piece of sand, you can... You've got to take it at all these different angles to create all these different light. Mm-hmm. So the so with the light reflecting onto that sand, if you, I mean, and it's just like um, you you take it like in increments. So you you step once and then again and again and you show you're going all the way around it and then you step in between the top that you have and you still take a picture. So I mean, I might take twenty five pictures of the same picture.
1: Good. Wow.
2: Just so that, you know, when you go back and look through it, you know, um, you basically discard like 24 of them and you pick you choose out of those 25, um, which, you know, which one you want to keep and then you discard the rest.
0: So you're very choosy basically in your process.
2: Yes. Yes. And, and I'm, (laughs) um, I'm very picky about what I what I want to print because I want it to be I want it to be really interesting because that's what the sand is the sand is interesting and it creates and I want it to be you know visually appealing to people so people are drawn to it and they're like oh wow look at that so it, yeah I'm real I'm very choosy on what and what I keep and what I don't
0: yeah it makes sense because you're like you're the creator of it so yeah and of course like if you're printing it you know it's going to be Hanging up on you know gallery space, so you do want it to be something that you like looking at, of course too. Yeah. How much of like the work itself do you like put in the editing and post processing? Like, what's your workflow after capturing the image?
2: Um. So usually I'll get them uploaded the same day, and then I'll take a quick look at what I've got there. Um, and usually, you know, I laugh because. There's <laughs> so many. I just go wow. You went crazy today, girl. You know. Um but then I leave them for 2 days. I don't go back and look at them for 2 days. And then I come back and go, "Yes, these ones were really a lot of fun." And that's when I start choosing the ones that I want to keep and deleting the rest.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I miss um, that too is like, yeah, taking um, a break from like looking at it, you know, like a fresh set of eyes. It really does help you be more I guess, selective about which ones you do choose to edit, of course. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I, I kind of wanted to, I was wondering, like, you don't have to get into specific gear, but I was just wondering about your lens choice. Like, do you have one focal length you always shoot or do you, do you try to mix it up? Like, what's your methodology on that?
2: Um, well, the sand is different because it's not like you're going to, you know, shoot from a long distance. You're shooting from, you know maybe 12 inches off of the sand or you know you're four 30 it's two inches off of the sand you're fairly close um so you don't know you i mean i have a lens that i use on i use a nikon or nikon i don't know how you guys say it in america but it's, i call it a nikon but it's a camera <laughs> um, but i just use just the, a regular like the, the lens that I got with it, which is um, just a 55 millimeter, you know, so it's not – because, I'm like I said, I can be, you know, 10, 12 inches off of the sand when I actually photograph what – so when you see some of these pictures, and this will give you an understanding. I mean, I blow them up to be uh, 36 by 48 prints, but that picture is really only maybe – Twelve by twelve inches yeah. on the yeah. sand. So I so I've created it to be enormous because I've like taken the picture really close. Um, and some you know some of you I have to you know zoom out just to get everything in it. Um, some of the bigger pictures that are, like are larger on the sand. I think I need to get a different lens because I can't always capture what I want to capture with them. Um, and I'm thinking I need to have a wide-angle lens for that, um, or if, or if, um, what do they call it—a full-caption lens? Um, like a so, tilt-shift
1: or something?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I have to do some research on some of that to figure out what would be the best for those kind of pictures to capture, with, and what kind of lens would be the best one to use. But for the most part, I mean, everything is really close. So uh, a macro lens, I ha- I have a, uh, I have two cameras. One's a Canon and then I'll, my other one, um, which I'm not going to say again because people laugh at me. Um, and that one has a macro lens on it. So I'm still trying to figure out how to use that macro lens because I really want to get a photograph of a single grain of sand. Um, Which I don't know, and I talked to you about it too, Ryan. I don't know that I can, I would have to spend a lot of money, I think, to get a lens that could actually capture that tiny piece of grain of sand. So I'm not really sure if I can do that, but I'd love to.
0: I think I mentioned once to like put it, I don't know if you can put a single grain of sand on like a piece of black paper and photograph it that way. But like that way it stands out from the background maybe.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to do some, some, um, playing around with that to see if I could do something like that and I actually have some sand that I could definitely take it a grain some of the grains are a little you know some are really really tiny and some are a little bit bigger so I think maybe try on a little bit bigger piece and stick it on some black yeah that probably that might work Ryan.
0: yeah I mean I don't know that's first thought I had so maybe yeah give that a shot at least even if it's still outdoors maybe you don't exactly have to go to like an indoor sits like a studio setting, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could definitely give it a shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we're going to wrap it up here in a moment. But, uh, yeah, is there any, like, trips upcoming that you'd like to share maybe?
2: Um, I have um, – I'm heading back out to Utah in September. Um, and I am planning um, – I'm going to be doing this. But I am planning – um, as a 6 weeks road trip that will take me from the East Coast all the way to the Keys, all the way around the Gulf of Mexico, um, crossing over, like staying in America, crossing over New Mexico, Arizona, and into Cal- Southern California to reach the Pacific, and then run all the way to Seattle, Washington. and. I'm gonna do it in the winter time. So yeah. Yeah. this year, but maybe next year. Not like because not this January, the next January. Um, right. so I still have a little bit more planning to do. So um, but basically to take photographs of sand for the whole road trip. So
1: yeah, and yeah, that's Utah, all. you'll definitely get some really unique sand. Oh, right.
2: So and it's winter time, so even though, like in the southern part of America, it'll be like people, you know, where snowbirds flock to the the southern parts of the country. But I think there's still there's a lot of storms. There's you know the t- the tides are a little bit different, and then just seeing all these different places as well. Um, I think it'll be a really fun trip, and then that would be you know I'll, I'll do hopefully sometime that year. I would I'm hoping to do another solo show to to show all of the the photographs that I've got from that road trip so but I do have I'm going to be uh, in August I have um, I'm in the what is it the art on the lawn Brian help me there is it with the occasions yes so I will be there for that Um, I'm with the front street group Um, but that's really the only show I have So far for the rest of this year, I don't have anything planned um, except for um, just showing work in in root to wings and in the artery. So I have some more planning to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't we all though? But yeah, I just, I love the trips that you take. That's just, you're always out there doing something somewhere.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, and so just so you know, Henry, last year. I took a road trip across the United States from Dayton, Ohio to um, Gold Beach, Oregon and back. And I traveled to 19 different states. I think it was 9,800 plus miles that I drove. And I drove solo. I slept in my little car. I slept on the side of the road. I slept in campgrounds. And I stayed in the, the odd hotel so that I could get a shower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um, but it was, it was so much fun. It really was. It was just an absolutely amazing road trip. And, you know, I didn't plan it. I mean, I planned the road trip, but I didn't plan to find the things that I found. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't take any interstates except for in, in um, South Dakota where I had wow across south dakota t- through to the indian reservations and they had closed them down and they kind of all kicked us out of that part of the state and sent us on down to the interstate so which was kind of cool because i ended up going to the badlands which was really fun oh, awesome. it was it was kind of late in the day so i got a sunset um over the badlands which is was really cool because it like brought out these pinks and yellows and white and it was it was really cool so i have some some fun pictures from there um but i took a road map book and i went by my road atlas instead of my gps um and 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 i'm i'm a bit of a squirrel sometimes people call me a squirrel because i will go oh look there's a road where does that go (laughs) and i just take it and i go oh and they're the best gems because there's always something really cool to find at the end of that road um, so, so that was a lot of fun, but I did find, um, I can't, you know, 30 days by yourself, you kind of learn a lot about yourself. You'd like either you like yourself or you don't, you know, and this, you know, you kind of got to figure a few things out. So, um, so yeah, so I found, I found a lot of stuff about myself as an artist and, and a person and, and, and where I wanted to go and what I want to do with the rest of my life and stuff. And so that was really cool too. Um, But um, some really fun, interesting places along the way. And um, getting to the ocean was just fantastic. Although I did it in July. So in July, I'm thinking, oh, the ocean is warm and it was hot out and running down the sand. And the sand is on fire hot. And so I'm going, oh, 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 across the sand to run into this water. And the water is like, it just came off a glacier. It was oh, so cold. Wow. I just went, oh, my God, I cannot jump in that one. Because I was just going to jump in the water. And I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. not doing it, not happening, it, ever. So so that was quite a shock to me going, well, this is supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be, to, it's summertime, I want to get in the water. But, yeah, that was. And there really wasn't anyone on the beach. So I'm thinking oh, people are really smart around here. They just don't go swimming. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was really a lot of fun. And so I think the road trip around the coast will be just as much fun, um, if not more. So. Yeah, I
0: love- That's awesome. Being an awesome premise, yeah, just touring and just seeing all these different beaches you can find and sand, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's,
2: yeah, and I don't know how many beaches there are um, because, you know, obviously, you know, they have different names for different sections of it. Um, but finding the roads that actually travel alongside of the beach is what I'm looking for. So, again, very few in the States, um, except for, you know, once I get to the Keys, you know, I mean, there's only one road in and one road out, so it is whatever it is. <laughs> Um, but for the most part, I want to try and stick to the coastal roads to see, you know, so like I can stop and whatever. Mind you, though, it may take me longer than six weeks because if if I know myself well, and I do, that it'll be like, oh, I've got to stop here. Oh, I have to stop here. You know, and it'll just, it'll take me forever. It'll probably take me a year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, but that's
2: not necessarily a bad thing either, you
0: know. No, it's it's a good problem to have. Yeah, getting lost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just going, just going to wander, you know. That's
2: yeah. Uh... Yeah, but here's the thing: not all of us that wander are actually lost. So. That's
0: a great Yeah, point. yeah. that is a great mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that's that's worth to live by, honestly
2: Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> well, Kelly, that that's that's great. Um, Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Sharing all your different... Yeah, Yeah, you're very welcome.
2: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. It was very nice to meet you, Henry. And lovely chatting with you again, Ryan. As always, it's always a pleasure to chat with you.
0: Yeah, you as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching the All Outdoors Photography Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the video version on YouTube as well. You can subscribe down below, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you.